Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am joined live today uh, by Dr. Lindsay McCaslin. Am I saying that right? You are saying it perfect. Uh, from Tampa, Florida. Yes. Am I correct in saying Tampa? Tampa, yes. Do you actually live in Tampa? No, I live in Odessa. See, that's what I'm saying. See, I can't say you're from Tampa, Florida then. From Odessa, Florida. Which is 10 miles north of Tampa. So Which you is can 10 miles north say the Tampa, Tampa. area. <laughs> I got you. Well, we got to be having a little fun, okay. you know. And um, uh, Lindsay's here uh, at one of our sleep apnea programs, uh, second time in a couple of months, which is good. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate the support. Um, And we were having a conversation. I took her out for dinner with her and her assistant. The world's best dinner. Listen, you'll remember that, correct? 100%. Listen, if I took you to a a nice steakhouse, it would have probably been blah, right? I would have been mean of Barsoom. Right. You have, but but you, you're, just, you're just seeing, it would have been no big deal, right? You're right. But you'll remember our dinner forever. The Philly Where do we go? steak truck. Food, Food truck, truck in the parking lot of a gas station. Was with top the, notch. With the Yankee dude that was mean to me selling <laughs> Philly con- cheesesteaks. You were kind of mean to him at But first. of course, you know. I mean, you had to be. You have to be. You because he's from be. Philly. He's you got to test him out, right? 100%. So, um, so we had a Philly cheesesteak, and then we went and had uh, a great dessert place, though, great by dessert. the way. Great dessert. It, it wasn't was our birthdays, but. <laughs> Everybody else's birthday there, right? <laughs> Everybody else's. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things I love. I love getting to meet new people. Uh, having repeat people because then it gets, you know, the first time you're not so comfortable maybe going to dinner and stuff. But the second time I love going out to dinner with people. They let me know they're coming early. That's it's awesome. So it's enjoyable. So, well, I want to talk about your practice story. So, uh, he, uh, you know, some brief questions, then I'm going to turn it over to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Briefly, how would you become a dentist? How and why? Uh, how did you go? What did you figure out that you were going to do out of dental school? And where are you at now? Uh, so at 12 years old, I was either going to be a dentist or a veterinarian. Like why? And uh, I love smiles, teeth, mm-hmm. but I also love animals. Okay. And so it was a 50-50 whenever I became a freshman in college. Um, I became allergic to all cats, most dogs. <laughs> and so dentistry was my other option. I'm allergic to people. <laughs> I could be allergic to people now too, but so I switched my, well, I didn't really have to switch my major, but I still had a same major and uh, graduated from dental school and uh, was able to go to University of Kentucky. I graduated from University of Kentucky in 2006. Dental school in 2006. Okay. Started my practice uh, as a solo partnership with my uncle down in Florida. That's how I ended up. So did you know that in dental school that that's what you wanted to do? hundred percent. From the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I stepped foot on the University of Kentucky's campus, I knew that Florida was where I was going. Um, With your uncle? Yes. And uh, even the dean let me out early to take early boards to be able to to get to Florida so I could 
graduate and actually practice. So it was one of those things that we had talked about it. Um, he had a great practice. He was dentist number 16 in the county, okay. uh, was with two other partners. And basically he said, I've got a great practice. You know, let's do this. Um, I'll give you a chair. You can share hygienist, office manager, um, team basically, and, uh, start your own practice. Okay. So I went there. So you this, weren't really an associate. I was not really an associate. Um, where'd you get patients from? You stole his, <laughs> he thought, I was going to steal his, but I didn't. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I was out into everything. So okay. junior service league, chamber, anything. You, you Feet on the it, ground. 100% yeah. being on the ground, you know. And uh, so I worked hard to build my practice, and uh, my goal was to own my own practice in five years. Yeah. And after about four years or so, we were kind of having a family dinner, and uh, the, the bubble burst in Florida uh, you know, okay. right around 2007. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So the economically, the yeah. Okay. Economic dynamics. And so, uh, we were around dinner table and he said something about, uh, he wasn't ready to retire. And I was kind of like, well, my goal was in five years. You wanted to buy to, his practice. I, I did originally, or wanted to buy into his practice. Um, being in the community too, yeah. it wasn't necessarily the community that I felt like it was going to be or it had been for the last 30 years for him right uh that i felt like there was something more out there and so um i made a tough decision and went to him and said i think i need to go out on my own but you were technically on your own already in a way right i was you're just uh, renting yeah. space in a way basically yeah i, I was yeah. i was and you know we had that that last year had actually come up with the actual associate you know, Agre agreement, agreement type okay. of thing. Okay. So that dynamic kind of changed and that's fine. You know, it, things happen and we, it should have been done in the very beginning, but we my live practice and learn. was growing. Exactly. And, uh, and so, uh, he was probably I, angry you were beating him maybe, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe we won't little. let him know okay. that though. <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to <laughs> podcasts. <but> just... <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I went up to him and I said, you know, financially, I feel like I need to own my own practice. My goals are, I want to own my own practice. I still love my practice here. Uh, I think I can work three days here and I want to work three days in my own practice. And so I worked six days a week for four years. Okay. So in different County? Uh, yes, okay. it was, it was different County. So, so what about the patients you had, uh, in, inside of his, your space share office? Right. So about 50% of those patients just because of timing. Mm -hmm. So I built my practice on evening hours and weekends. Okay. So I worked three Saturdays a month. Um, and then uh, did nine to seven, two days, whether it was Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, it was nine to seven. And uh, you know, most so, people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. But I tell you, it's the exact, exact thing that grew my practice. hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what grew my practice is being available. Yes. You know, it's interesting. I'm sorry. A sidebar here. No, okay. Of course. I tell people that, um, that we need to learn from the DSOs, you know, and DSOs make their living by being convenient. Okay. You can go to McDonald's 24-7. Yep. Okay, you can go to Starbucks at 5 a.m. There's a wonderful coffee shop that I love here, but they're closed on Sundays. They don't open until 7 o'clock. You know, they close at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But if I need coffee at 8, Starbucks is open. If I need coffee at 6, Starbucks is open. If I need coffee at 8 o'clock at night, Starbucks is open, right? It's true. And Starbucks is a DSO. And so you, you, you have to build your practice to a certain degree or even kind of evolve your practice to what what the community wants That's or true. what they're getting used to. Exactly. So anyway, sidebar there. Yeah. Okay. 
So I worked six days a week for the four mm-hmm. years and then uh, decided, you know, that my practice was doing well enough that I could take the leap of faith and actually go out just, just on my own. Okay. So whenever I started. So what did you do with those patients? Did you buy them? Did you so, just gift them? Nope. Actually, because they were my patients, I basically gifted the ones mm-hmm. that wanted to stay. It okay. was kind of a little bit older, dynamic community. Sure. Uh, so they wouldn't necessarily travel. Drive to Tampa, the big yeah. city. Yeah, all oh, the big city. Yeah. 10 miles outside of Tampa. Don't forget. And um, so. That's the ocean. So, <laughs> almost the ocean and so uh so I went ahead and and went out on my own and and um started with my it was just myself I had one um in the very beginning obviously the the four years before uh one assistant and one front desk and I did my own cleanings I started literally from scratch whenever I started uh, in 2011 how long do you have to do that um, you know, I think probably in four months, uh, I hired my first hygienist, okay. um, and because I was only there the three days a week, but because of our hours, we were getting busy, especially yeah. on the Saturdays, you know? So I think that was when I hired my first hygienist was really for the, the Saturday and then kind of trickled in. To what would you me. say to somebody that's afraid to work those hours? I'd say that you're, you're crazy not to work those hours. Would you say I'm crazy right now not to have those hours in an established practice? In an established practice, I'd say that if you're offering at least one Saturday a month, that's a huge benefit to your patients. Okay. I feel like that now that I've you know been advanced in training and advanced now 13 years in practice, that, that still I don't necessarily want to give that up. I am now to my, as we now know, associate. Well, we'll get to but, that, so uh, let's not talk too to much that. about that. But, uh, but it's, you know, it's, I, Saturdays is one of our very busiest days. Okay. It truly is. And if somebody misses and they don't give us a 48 hour appointment or they a never get a Saturday, notice, okay. they don't get a Saturday again. I yeah, mean, we do that with our 7 a.m. Yeah, that's our, that's we our have 7 a.m. twice a week, Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I always say that, you know, I've got a lot of longstanding girls mm-hmm. now that have been with me for a while and they've worked every Saturday that I've worked okay. and, you know, and if patients don't show up, it's also, they're giving up time with their family they're giving up time in their lives to be there for our patients and that shows a lot of course of my employees but the fact is is that our patients have to value that as well so you believe rightfully so in my Mm -hmm. opinion that young practices and established practices need to proactively consider expanded hours i do you know i i've never I've always been a worker, right. you know, I have a lot of passion for dentistry. I have a lot of passion for life. And, and, um, I've always felt that if you do right by your patients, they're going to do right by you. And, uh, I feel like that there's always that person who really can't get there from nine to five, you know, or eight to four sure. or whatever on a Monday through Thursday. Yeah. It's called and, working people, by right? the way. <laughs> exactly. People with J-O-B's. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and, uh, so, it's like you trying to get you trying to do yeah, an appointment at four, at four o'clock. I, mean, I can't do it, right? Yeah. But uh, but we we rehashed our schedule. Whenever I went straight to my practice, um, mm-hmm. I'm off on Mondays, okay. so we work the two Saturdays a month, and I, we're off on Sunday Mondays. Okay. And having Mondays off, we've our emergency day was always Tuesdays, so that was like mm-hmm. not even it was a no brainer for us to just say, well, let's just be off Sunday Monday instead. And so we're able as you know providers to get our stuff done on Mondays and okay. still Tuesday became okay. our, our day. All right. But, so let me set the stage. Yeah. Okay. You went to dental school. You're obviously a driven person. You're obviously smart. All those things. Okay. You're probably going to be successful no matter how you started, where you started, quite frankly. Okay. Um, you had the vision to understand what the community wanted to be a little bit proactive there. You started from essentially scratch. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and then now give us a sense, and you don't have to necessarily share numbers, but give us a sense of the size of your practice today. Um, how many so, chairs, how many, roughly okay, how many team yep. members? So I started, uh, I started off with, like I said, just the three of us and I had, um, three of my five ops built out in the, the first, okay. the first building I went to. So after about a year, I'd already had the fourth one built out after a year and a half, probably two years, I had the fifth one built out. Um, and then, uh, in 2016 is when I built, bought my building. Uh, to your new building, my new you, building. Okay, where so I am 2016. Right now. So it's, you had five opportunities, and I needed to expand. My job is to make sure people understand what we're yes, saying. Okay, no, that's okay. <laughs> I apologize. So uh, from essentially 2011 to 2015, yep. five operatory practice. You grew to that. You got to a point where you thought you needed more space, so you actually needed more space. You probably went through some fears about buying a building, all of that. Correct. Uh, 2016, you said. Yep. You bought a new building, and how big is that? That building's about 3,800 square feet. Okay, and how many ops? Eight ops. Eight ops. Do you think you can outgrow that? I've already outgrown it. Okay. <laughs> if you had said that to you uh, three, four, three, we're talking, yes. listen, we're only talking three years ago, yeah. right? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Yeah, and that's when I, I've actually been in my building two years. Okay. And there's no way that I thought that it was going to happen that way. Okay. And What's been the cause of that growth, you think? Um, our community. Uh, okay. we're, we're active in the community. We're right beside so the high me, school. So hang back up. It's not your community. It's your activeness in the community. It's oh, a big difference. That's true. Because we all live in a place where we have community, correct? Yes, that's true. It's what, how well we choose to engage and put ourselves out there. Yeah. Right. And really, that's the hardest thing as humans for most of us is to put ourselves out there. Yeah. Right. You know, for me, like when I started speaking, it didn't come to me. I put myself out there. Right. And then then things happened. Right. Yeah. So you put yourself out in the community. Put myself out in the community. Um, our patients started talking about us. They Did you ask them to talk about you? Um, probably not, but probably yes. Okay. You know, it's one of those things that tell your fa- friends and family about me. Yes. You know, so something so simple. It's not begging, yeah. is it? And no, we're a beginning practice and we want to be I remember I here. used to feel like it was begging 
to ask for referrals. Yeah. You know, you yeah. wanted them to think you were just so busy. It's just you wanted to fake this thing. Yeah. But people want to help you. Yeah, you they, they do. And now, you know, they, I have patients that I've had for the last, even at my other practice that came over mm-hmm. and that have been my patients for 10, 10 12 years now. Right. They're like, I just can't believe you've grown this into, into and what you And they're so have. proud of you. So they're like, yeah, you're like the little, exactly, little child, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's always fun to see. But but now I have um, 11 employees mm-hmm. um, and associate doctor okay. uh, that I added a year ago. And so, and we just continue to rock and roll. And at this point in time, I actually still own a thousand square feet in my building. That, empty. Uh, yes. So well, you that, can no, expand. it's not empty. But a doctor, a medical doctor is in so that you can kick them out. Practice. Yeah. So I yeah. would kick them out. But yeah, so, so, um, so what's his name? His or her name? Uh, Dr. Gittinger. Dr. Gittinger, yes, I think get it, out of there. No. Your, your time's coming, <laughs> just so you know, okay? The days are numbered. She probably isn't listening either, okay, but thank she, goodness. Okay, so. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So that's a good story. Yeah. Okay. There's right. a lot, lot to learn there. I would love for people to get back in touch with you and to kind of go in deeper. I know you'd love to do that. You like to speak. You're a trainer. You do a lot of stuff on the technology side, and there's more for you out there. I know that. You just got to put yourself out there a little bit. Sure. Okay. Um, so uh, I want to talk to you about, um, you said a key word to me. You said associate. Yes. Okay. And I firmly believe that everyone listening needs to get an associate in their practice. I think the future of private practice dentistry, non-DSO corporate dentistry, is going to be multi-doctor. Whether they all own, whether it's a partnership, whether it's an associate, whatever it is, it's multi-doctor. The cost of owning a practice today is astronomical, technology mandatory, quarter million, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, depending how <laughs> depending how deep you want to go in. Right. Okay, and then that's just the way it is in our profession now. And it's always best to kind of subsidize that with multiple providers. Yeah. So when did you realize you needed an associate? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so it just kind of happened. And, and it was something that I had thought about. But when your practice is your baby and you've done everything by yourself this whole entire time. So I had been 12 years. Everything was mine. All my patients are mine. They're, you know, I've, I've grown this from this. It's mine. It's so hard to give that away or to... Um, have someone that just is going to come in and you know are they going to like her or him as much are they going to trust her or him as much are they going to be okay with them yeah and um so when we decided or when when I decided uh to have an associate it was um it was a happen chance. It really was uh you weren't looking I I really wasn't looking I knew that I was speaking more were you afraid of an associate um, a little bit just because of the fact that Again, it was this. My practice was my baby, so to leave my practice or to like. But didn't you think that was going to limit you not getting somebody else? Yeah, I did, and that's why I was closed yet still open-minded about it. I I was very. If you weren't actively, you weren't active-minded about it. Exactly. Like, hey, if the certain person happened to just drop by, knock on the door, and said, "Hey, hire me." That's exactly how it happened. Basically, <laughs> so, I mean, it really was. But I, that doesn't. I put some feelers out, and okay. and uh, and that's. And you talk, know, how'd you put feelers out? So with my reps, mainly, okay. you know. And so the value of a relationship with manufacturer reps, distributor reps, all of that stuff. Any of the reps, incredible. yes, yeah, and because they've known me for. And they know who's years. out there. They know who's not looking because the people looking for jobs kind of hey don't tell anybody but I'm looking right and that's how you find people yeah 
and the personalities, you know, my reps know my personality. They, my reps have been my reps forever and they've yeah. seen also the growth of the practice. They know how busy we are. And so trying to save pennies on, on supplies and equipment doesn't necessarily make you successful. No, no. I would argue that it, it inhibits you from being successful. Yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, if you nickel and dime, absolutely everything, you can't see the bigger overall picture. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, whenever you're looking towards the future and you have goals to be able to build upon and things that you want. Um, I had wanted to speak for quite some time and, uh, and I was approached and was able at that opportunity. It was the perfect time. I just built my building. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, my building's been here for a year. I've got all the technology, you know, we're rocking and rolling. I've got a great team and I had the opportunity to do that. And then whenever Dr. Goodwin came on board, it's like, I even have more of an opportunity to do it just because yeah. of the fact that I know that my patients are still going to be well taken care of. So what an associate does is it creates flexibility in your life. 100%. Whether you choose to use that flexibility for business growth, personal growth, dreaming, family growth, marijuana, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, right? Well, in Florida, know, it's, but, it's but, coming. <laughs> you know, but, but, but it gets you to choose that capability right 100 percent. and and that's what i can't you know i tell people they i get people one of the most common questions i get is how do you do big cases in a ppo driven practice me 80 percent of my practice ppo like in network ppo choose me because i'm on the list but yet we do quite a bit of larger cases and i tell everybody you know because i create the space in my schedule to do it and they say how do you do that i said i hired an associate and i created that gap so I can rebuild a practice within a practice. It's very true. Have you seen that happen for you? I have, um, definitely. And now Dr. Goodwin and I don't really share a lot of patients. Mm -hmm. So my patients are still quote unquote my patients. She'll do hygiene checks. Mm -hmm. We're growing her practice too. Um, But she's an associate, not a space share. She's not a space share, correct? Uh, and, uh, so it's been, it's been an interesting transition cause she started only with me for a day and a half and now okay. I'm only by myself on Wednesdays. Okay. So, so she's, she's there three days a week. She's now, now four, days four days a week. Four days a week. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so because of the, the way that it's transitioned in this last year, it's kind of just all happened organically to be quite honest. Have you been and able to take more time off? I have been. Have and you seen a drop in your income? Not at all. Have you seen an increase in your income? Probably yes. Probably yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that you're less stressed at work? Um, I'm not a stressed person anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of blessed that way. Feel- but I feel like that if I'm not there, I don't have to worry about who my patients are going to so see could, when I'm not there. You can take so a vacation. A, yeah. And not worry. Yes. You can take an extended vacation. Right. And I don't have to worry about my cell phone ringing or you know the girls calling me and yeah. saying this or that. But what would so. you tell somebody who's got a? I'm just using up fake numbers here. Okay. A uh, million, million one practice, two hygienists, two, you know, hygienists, they're booked out a little bit. They've been, you know, they've been doing this 10, 12 years and like, do I need an associate, do not need an associate? Retrospectively, what would you tell them? I would tell them to get an associate tomorrow. Okay. Um, reason being is that I haven't worked any harder. Actually, I've worked less this year, okay. as we were just talking about. My numbers are actually... Uh, my numbers are a hundred thousand dollars more 
than what I was last year, but I've taken more time way off. more time off. And, and that's not even including her numbers. Right. So, the, you know, her numbers are kind separate. of her numbers yeah. separate. Yeah. And, and so um, it's just with the integration of obviously technology. But, but you, that's you, have reason, the, you have but the flexibility to learn it and exactly implement correct. it and coach your team and train your team and do the cases. And when somebody says, hey, can we do this this week? You can say yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's all the unwritten things that that you just don't think about and i think whenever you you don't know the unknown and i think mm -hmm. that that's why people get hesitant and that's why people get scared and i think that if you have faith like i said it was just one of those things i'm like if it's supposed to happen it's going to happen and uh but planning is always good too yeah. i mean never going to say not to plan I but uh, if they're, when the right person comes along, if it's the right person, then it kind of meshes well. I, I take a little bit of a different tack than that. I yeah. say we got to make it happen, and you just keep doing it until you find the right person. Yeah. You take chances. And I was lucky because yeah. I, I found mine first off. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but I have mine now. And that's, yeah. and that's all that matters. And, and see, but I was, it's perseverance, yeah. right? I knew this is what I needed to get to the level I wanted to get to. Yeah. And it's just a matter of going through the pain. All right. I couldn't have you on without getting a little commercial from you. Okay. okay so honestly, uh, <laughs> how has the sleep apnea class been from us? All right. So um, I started in June. So mm -hmm. last month I came to uh, Dr. Elliot's yeah. class. She's an amazing person. She's one. fantastic. Uh, yeah. And she is uh, a great speaker. Yeah. Uh, she's witty and smart and talented in all of the things that she does. Um, and she's down and to earth. She is 100% down to yeah. earth. And I think that's why I enjoy her so much because yeah. uh, I feel like we're all lot of like and uh, but learning the sleep apnea implementation uh, Chelsea and I my assistant and I were just talking about that and um, so Chelsea and I were talking about how you know bringing my assistant mm -hmm. to the courses obviously has made a complete difference uh, because we're able to get on board together so mm -hmm. when I told Chelsea we're coming to this class and then in a month a month mm -hmm. down the road we're going to go to uh Hutan's medical billing class yeah. and then you know the next day we're going to uh do Sully's 3D class because yeah. we have all the technology, technology yeah. um I feel like that once we get back, you know, we're a uh, implementation practice that we're going to be able to hit the ground running. And uh, because you guys have the availability of giving what you have given as far as the class um, uh, associations of, hey, medical billing with sleep apnea, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, the first medical billing class that I took four years ago, whenever I got my Galileos, it was kind of like, uh, overload. Is, yeah, a complete overload. Yeah. And so doing it the way that we have done with this, it makes sense, even though obviously, and I say obviously some of it's repetitive, but it's great because we, get back we to needed yeah. a repetitive, you know, even though we learned it a month and a half ago, it's not been repetitive to where you're like oh my gosh this is the exact same course yeah. it's not at all it's the same it's it's like I watching mean, a movie again. exactly i mean you know? and it's not even it's watching yeah a movie without actually just maybe hearing the sound without watching the actual screen because yeah. you hear completely different things whenever you already know a little bit about it and i think that's the big thing um but i've enjoyed you guys uh you guys are all great speakers Thank you guys you. have a very very good chemistry between all of you um is and it you nice guys, seeing my team in action and 100%. being able to talk to them. You guys are so positive. You've always been that way. I mean, ever since. And somewhat I, real yeah. about it. Uh, you yeah. know, we well, I hope my team will tell you the goods and bads about what's happening. You know, and I think that that's part of it is that anytime you're a trainer, yeah. you know, you have to, you can't stand up there and act like you're a superman or superwoman. Do. 
And it's unfortunate because yeah. people do. And I think that's one thing that I take into my trainings that I learned from you guys But you know, it's trainers. not Superman or Superwoman anymore. It's, it's Epic Man, Epic Woman. You're right. It's true. <laughs> right here. I'm looking right at the yeah. Epic Man. So um, <laughs> how would you think about the sales funnel? Have you ever thought about that that way? So, yes and no. And it's really true because it's funny, right before that came on, Chelsea and I were talking about, you know, what, what's going to be our goal before the end of the year? And Chelsea threw out the Ooh. number of, of 50. 50 yeah. I mean, that was her. And she is, uh, again, team member that's yeah. completely on board that will guide. She's a leader. And I think that that's what you have to have in a team. Mm-hmm. But once you have a team member that understands that, that whole funnel, that this is what we need to do to, to go where we're going, um, that it's going to benefit the practice. It's going to benefit everyone involved yeah. and it's going to benefit our patients needless to say right. and that's that's the greater good right there but um that you know learning things like that like just putting numbers into your head the exercise it's it's because we it's, don't do yeah. it very often no we don't we, we think about it we think it out ahead but when you put it on paper and to me the power is when you put it on paper in front of the team members and they see where you're getting this number and how you get it they start to get the reality oh this god this right. is possible this is possible like they, they see it they they, they begin to it's tangible and that's why I believe in the sales funnel so importantly. Whatever procedure you want to do more of, you got to develop a sales funnel and you just got to work through the numbers. You got to reverse engineer success. It's true. And you have to also order a whiteboard from Amazon. Yeah. With yeah. So, you, have you noticed there's whiteboards everywhere, everywhere in my life? Everywhere in my life. Down what? here, uh, my office, you know, all my walls are whiteboards. All your walls are white right yeah. now. We could write on them completely. Yeah, and up in the training center in my office, everything. All right, so what's it, what, what are the challenges that Lindsay McCaslin is facing? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all-annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now in the practice is... um, 
is the uh, we have a new hygienist um, and it's just getting her completely on board most of my girls have been with me for quite some time Uh, you always have patient challenges you know Mm -hmm. I mean the patients are always going to challenge you too a little bit Um, challenges are time Um, Mm -hmm. you know do you start looking at you know uh, should we expand into Mm -hmm. that other place you know and and those type of things right I knew that was going to be your answer Um, and so there there's I think if you're not growing, you're not being challenged. Well, listen, you have to grow 3 to 5% per year or you're going backwards. You're exactly correct. Cost of inflation. It's true. Bottom line. Yep. Team members want and need to make more. Things cost more. Life costs more. 3 to 5% per year growth or you're going backwards. Yep. And I think the, the biggest challenge really is just, is I feel like the biggest challenge is always just team and everybody mm-hmm. just how do you, meshing how do you, together. How, so... People talk about team. How, how do you create a culture? I think that once the team sees your vision, as a doctor, you have to have a vision of your practice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that, again, like I said, I told you even previously that if you do right by your patients, they'll do right by you. And and if you do right by your team, they'll do by right by you. You're exactly correct. Yeah. And I live under the motto. I learned it in uh, fifth grade, I think it was. Uh, fifth grade, I remember one of my teachers, Mrs. Carr. Uh, she was my English teacher, I believe in the fifth grade and she had, and look, I'm not Christian and you know, didn't do it. She handed me this little wooden coin back when you could do this kind of stuff in school. <laughs> and it said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that you treat people the way you want to be treated and you tell people the truth and you become, you be transparent with them. It's so true. Okay. And, 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 and tell them what you need of them Yeah, and they'll tell you yes or no. Exactly. And as we did that, you know, today, it's if, if you can get your team on board to whatever it is your vision is. And, mm-hmm. and if you can, if, or ask your team what their vision is, mm-hmm. I think that's also very mm-hmm. important. You know, what, what do they want? What are they seeing? We lose touch with reality as, as high income earners. Yeah. You know, I remember, I, I remember clearly, uh, I was trying to develop a bonus plan for my team and I was thinking, God, how do I help them make $2,000 more per month? And one of my team members said to me, said, what happened to 300? That would be right. a big deal for right. me. Yeah. And I was like, God, I never thought, because I don't even think that way. Right. Right. And so sometimes you just got to, got to ask them what they want, what they're yeah. thinking, what do they think yeah. would be fair? And I think it's, in, uh, it's, it's really important to occasionally ask your team what's great about our practice, mm-hmm. but also what are the things you hate about our practice? Okay. Because uh, I think that's the main thing that I learned about my uncle's practice. I love him, obviously, to death. But there were certain things that I was like, when I get my own practice, there is no wasn't way, your culture. shape, or form that I'm doing this. Generation gap. Yeah. You know. Technology, obviously, uh, is everything. all different. Yeah. yeah. The but, ma- male, female, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You but know? when you have, a, you know, teams, team members that are invested mm-hmm. in your practice, they're going to tell you, I love this about our practice. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see this change. And then I did that challenge of what would you like to see about our our practice change? And then I made them give me solutions back. They Mm -hmm. couldn't just say, I don't like this. Yeah, they got to have solutions. They have to have solutions. Don't tell me the problem without the solution. Exactly. And and so I think keeping that open mindset, you know, keeping obviously team meetings, keeping the communication open, um, I think that's the best thing that you can do for your teams. Absolutely. So we have the segment that's uh, Ask T-Bone. You Ask got, T-Bone. You got any questions for me? Anything I can help you with? Well, first of all, I wanted to know what color you dyed your beard. Okay. No, okay. no that's okay. Listen, listen, I don't have any hair on my head anymore. I'm male pattern baldness. Okay. I go to a barbershop, like an old school, like African-American barbershop. I get my head shaved and my face shaved every week. Okay. 
like you guys do your nails and stuff. Sorry. I do my face and head, okay? <laughs> and I was there, and I was just asking him about things. I was looking around, seeing what he got, you know, because they don't have any signs on the wall saying what service they offer, which I can't tell him it's dumb, but, you know, I just go with it. And he said, oh, you know, I was like, what is that? He's like, oh, man, we dye hairs. Man, could you dye my... I was jokingly saying, could you dye my goatee? And he said, sure, man, what do you want to do? I said, all right, let's try it. <laughs> I said, don't make it jet black. Okay, I don't want it to be jet black. So he's like, all right, I'll pick a color in the middle, and, and we did it, and it was it, it looked jet like it looked black to me. Okay, <laughs> it was black, and it was uh, it was a little bit. It was uh, I felt self conscious about it. The good news is, a couple of weeks later, it was gray again. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, there you are. Back so, to, but it wasn't jet black. It wasn't jet black. Yeah, it wasn't jet black. All right, well, that's good. Just black. I appreciate that. Black. Listen, I'll, no. I'll I'll go with it. You I know? think that my uh, I I I you know I have known you more and more as as uh, as the days have gone by. Needless to say, but I, I think I've always obviously been. Um, very impressed by what you've done Mm, that's amazing thank you and um and so i think that whenever you got out of dental school Mm. did you think that this was this your vision was this as we were talking about visions of practices and teams and all those different things were you just (laughs) somebody that wanted a dental practice or was this was this what you really thought things were going to happen the way they were going to happen my vision was to have a business okay my initial vision when i got out of school was to open multiple offices create like a franchise, whatever it was. And then I got into practice and I got hit in the chin and it wasn't as easy as I thought. I uh, was very open about sharing my stuff on, at the time, Dental Town, mm-hmm. uh, which has been unbelievably important in my career. Uh, Howard Friend, Dental Town, unbelievably important. Um, and I shared stuff and I would read articles. I just became a sponge, probably because I graduated in the bottom third of my dental school class. <laughs> so I, di- I didn't sponge up anything there. So I had to sponge <laughs> it up in, in the real life. And um, I shared, put myself out there, got invited, wanted to be an educator, enjoyed it, enjoyed helping others succeed. Uh, there was a little bit of an ego involved in it of, of being able to do that. Certainly, I'm not going to lie about that. And um, one thing led to another, and it turned out that I have a business, not multiple practices, but multiple businesses. That's true. You know, and so um, I always knew I was going to do business. I always had the arrogance slash confidence, whatever you want to call it, that I was going to be okay because reasonable personality, reasonable drive, reasonable everything, that I was willing to work hard. And that uh, was one of your best attributes, I'm sure. Yeah, per- perseverance. I, was just, I, was, I, yeah. I just confidently know that I was going to make it. I was going to be successful no matter what I did. I, probably, I definitely hit some bumps along the way and would hit some bumps along the way. But uh, did I envision all this? No. Yeah. You can't. But, but I've always... Always said, well, I, I live by a philosophy of replace yourself. Yeah. And whatever I do, you see we it. You see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We talked about with my, you, I yeah. shared about my, my assistant, Liz, Meredith, Whitney, uh, myself with my associate, myself with Sully, Hutan, Aaron, yeah. you know, all of these things are the conception about replacing yourself so that you can help others. Don't and, but also it can free me to focus on whatever comes and maybe nothing comes, but I always believe that you create emptiness. Like I, I, I remember, um, I wanted to add another operatory in my practice and my Patterson rep says, you don't need another operatory. I said, I do. He says, but you don't need it. You don't use all the ones you have. I go, listen, I'll walk by that operatory every day, single day and be like, I spend money on this. What do I got to do to fix it? You know, I believe when you create a gap, when you fill a hole, when you create a problem, you find a solution to that problem. So um, that's 
Yeah, that's that's been it. And and I, I will tell you, anybody that wants to be a speaker, a trainer, you have got to put yourself out there. I would argue that it's easier than ever to be a speaker and trainer. It's harder than ever to distinguish good from not so good, from fakers and posers, from not so, you know, from good people. Uh, and uh, but it, it's it's just got to put yourself out there. That's yeah. that's what I would say. Lindsay, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, can they uh, slide into your DMs? <laughs> <laughs> they can. Okay. They can. What, what, which mediums? Um, so uh, I'm on uh, Facebook, Expressions okay. Dentistry. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Lindsay McCaslin, uh, and uh, of course uh, through our Expressions Dentistry website. Uh, of course, I'm a mentor uh, as well, Henry Shine Trainer too. Okay. So uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of different uh, avenues, I guess, to get to get a hold of me. All right. Do you have an email address? I do. It's uh, L McCaslin, DMD, so L M C C A S L I N D M D at yahoo.com. In the Tampa area. In the Tampa area. Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's You're the best. Always. <laughs> All right. Hey everybody, T-Bone here, and I'm a day late, but not a dollar short. Uh, so listen, this week I wanted to take a kind of a short break uh, to get some back-end stuff going on the podcast, because we've got some great episodes lined up for the rest of the year, and I just needed a little bit of time to get some notes and uh, images and everything done for those, uh, to get those organized. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about some things going on in my life, and uh, I didn't really, I really didn't want to miss a week. Uh, and, uh, so let's get started. Um, so number one, I got a favor to ask each of you. Um, each of you probably listen to multiple dental podcasts. Of course, the T-Bone Speaks podcast is your favorite and first that you listen to, but, um, I want to make you aware on January 24th and 25th, 2020 in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, there will be the Voices of Dentistry meeting. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, these podcasts essentially don't make any money. Uh, there's no way to sell, really sell ads or charge people to listen to them. So all of us that do these podcasts are doing them because quite frankly, we just love dentistry and we love sharing. And for some of us, me included, we want to certainly promote our uh, courses and seminars, but want to dr drive great value. So my good friends, Alan Mead and Jason Lipscomb from the Dental Hacks podcast uh, have started this meeting. This will be the fourth year of it and we really need your help in showing up and uh i want i want to be part of it i'll be there i'm going to spend a couple of days there uh and i'm not speaking this year which is awesome so i get to spend time with everybody and i'll just be roaming around so january 24th to 25th 2020 in sunny phoenix arizona the voices of dentistry podcast and i want to give a spe special thanks uh i've been very fortunate in this profession to have done some amazing things and to have learned so much and earned so much. And, um, you know, I want to give a thanks to each of you for being a loyal listener and uh, referring your friends and telling people about it and the engagement that you give us through com or through social media direct messages or through emails to info at 3d-dentists.com. Um, I appreciate all that engagement, and I do want to remind you that we do live in a review economy where reviews are the currency of the future, 
and reviews on iTunes help our podcast out tremendously. Our reviews on Google help out our podcast and our practices tremendously. And just like each of you want more reviews for your practice, I want more reviews for our podcast so that we can reach more people, have iTunes feature us, and help us get ranked in some of these podcast reviews that are coming out now. Uh, So I would greatly appreciate it if you could do that. So uh, I just came back from attending an Indian wedding, uh, my wife's first cousin slash sister. Uh, For those of you that understand Indian families, there's no such thing as a cousin. We're all brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts. Uh, so we went to an Indian wedding in Austin, Texas, and I don't know how many of you have been to an Indian wedding, uh, but they are uh, a spectacle. Uh, they are a gathering of family members, and my wife's family is very large. Uh, there's about 80 of them, uh, like literally brothers and sisters and first cousins. Uh, there's 80 of them, and they all live in Fort Lauderdale area, and uh, so we all went to Austin, and uh, it was phenomenal. It was great seeing uh, family members I haven't seen in a while. It was great catching up with people. It was great. It was just great. The weddings, there's something about weddings that are awesome. Um, but, you know, listen, my personality doesn't love getting dressed up, doesn't love doing all the, you know, the schmoozing and talking and all that stuff. Uh, but so there's parts of it I don't love, but uh, the weddings are fantastic. So if you ever get a chance to go to an Indian wedding, uh, I would encourage you to beg, borrow, or steal uh, any way that you can to get to one. Uh, they're really a great sight to see, especially if you can go to a semi or traditional Indian wedding. They're awesome. Uh, my wife had to take a, a solid suitcase. We argued about that. Uh, big suitcase full of Indian clothes. They're just so ornate and so colorful. They're beautiful and um, it's amazing. So if you can go to her Facebook page, Mona Gupta Agarwal, um, <clears throat> you can see all the pictures. I didn't post much. I'm trying not to post so much on Facebook personally, but, um, they're great. And it's four days. It was Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Each day required a different outfit in the evening. Saturday required two different outfits and, it's just a little outside my comfort zone for all of those things, but uh, they're, they're just fantastic. Uh, and another reminder, we are holding what's called the next seminar. Uh, so many of you have talked to me, asked me questions about how we do case acceptance and how we kind of get some of the cases or work through some of the cases in our practice. And uh, this seminar I'm doing with Sully Sullivan, and it's really um, it's going to be a fantastic one-day seminar. <clears throat> Perfect, excuse me, perfect for you and your team members. We're going to talk about case acceptance, firm financial arrangements, uh, the patient experience, not, not talking about how we treat patients, but how we, how we methodically bring patients through the practice, uh, with a specific goal in mind, how we build team leadership and some of the clinical things that we're doing in our practices to allow us to grow and to allow us to be different and allow us to be happy in what we're doing. So we're going to have two of these seminars in the first half of the year, February 28th, 2020 in Nashville, Tennessee, May 8th, 2020 in Chicago, Illinois. And all you have to do is go to 3d-dentist.com slash next slash next 
uh, to uh, register for the seminars. They're going to be fantastic. We've made them very affordable. It's like 300 bucks a person uh, in packs of, I think, packs of four or five. And um, each additional team member is $350. And uh, in fact, we're making it so that if you want to come alone as a dentist, it's more expensive than to come as a dentist and your team members. Uh, so it's an important seminar. I really, really want your support for that. Now, let's talk about what's going on in my practice. Uh, we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be calling more consumer-centric again. We're going to be more patient-centric. Um, we're getting DSOs in North Carolina there. Uh, there's like eight or nine of them coming to Raleigh in the next six months. Uh, and I'm, you know, it's not that I'm scared, but I'm also knowing that we have to change our game and we have to update what we're doing. So this year we went through a, um, renovation in our practice, updated our equipment, updated some of the aesthetics of the office. We still have a few things left to do that will get done early next year. Uh, but the other thing that we're doing is we're going to do some hour expansions. We're going to expand our hours on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. We're going to go to a seven to six schedule with no lunches. And our team members are not going to work more. I'm not asking anybody to work 11 hours uh, a day. But instead, we're going to go uh, a 7 to 3 schedule and a 10 to 6 schedule. Uh, so we're going to split up the team members and the doctors so that way we can accommodate more patients. And <clears throat> what it basically is going to do is going to add three hours a day of patient care and availability and multiply that by three days a week. And that's nine hours. So basically, we're going to have an additional day of time available in the practice without increasing team costs, without uh, increasing any of those things. But instead, what we're doing is we're being more aware and available for our patients. And we're making the office less hectic by having so many people here at, at all times so that we can have, uh, you know, certainly we'll have a busy time between 10 and 3 when everybody's there. But now we can have a little bit lighter time and 7 to 10. So some of the bigger cases that I and my associate partners do can be done during those lighter hours where there's not as many hygienists or as many people or as many things going on in the practice to make that um, better. So I want you to encourage you uh, here in November to take a look at, you know, are you consumer friendly in your hours? Are you just eight to five Monday through Thursday? Are you saying, hey, I'm open Fridays now a little bit? But you know, what what we found in our practice was that seven o'clock hour was massively popular. And so we've, um, we're trying to get seven o'clock hours, uh, at least four out of the five days of the week. And then over time, we'll get it on Thursday as well. I'll figure it out. And then, um, so just keep in mind what you can do there. Uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, for Thanksgiving, we're taking a Caribbean cruise. I, my wife has promised me that I don't have to get off the boat. I'm not a big fan of uh, the Caribbean beaches and dolphin experiences and Diamonds Directs and Senior Frogs and all of that stuff. I want to go on the cruise to relax, to enjoy the big, big boats. We're going on, I can't remember which boat it is, but it's massive um, and, and all of that. So I'm totally looking forward to that. Uh, so if I look dark in some of my videos, it's because I've gotten a tan from laying out on the cruise ship. And then for Christmas, uh, we don't actually have any plans this year. Uh, we were planning on going skiing, but we had trouble renting a house for, uh, the 30, t the 30 family members that were going to go. 
and I refuse to stay in a hotel, not because I don't like hotels, I like hotels, but to me, family vacations, you all stay in a home together, you hang out, you cook together, you eat together, you, you know, watch TV together, and hotels aren't very um, conducive to that. Uh, my plans to go to India for the Christmas didn't work out because my brother and parents are going at Thanksgiving. It was nice for them to invite us. They didn't do that. So, Ravi, I don't like that you didn't invite us. And then I may need to be at the office a little bit more this Christmas uh, than in years past. So I want to, you know, give my chances, uh, give myself a chance to be available and flexible for that. So, you know, we've got a lot going on in our family. My son is playing basketball, uh, eighth grade basketball. My youngest son, uh, Ubby, started playing football this year. He got a concussion. I wanted to take him out. My wife let him get back in. It's a point of contention in the practice. My daughter, she fell off a bicycle and broke four fingers in her right hand. Uh, may require surgery on her ring finger in the right hand. We're going to take a look at that, I think, December 4th or 5th to see if that is true. So there's just a lot going on. You know, uh, life is life is busy, uh, but life is uh, very full. So I, I'm grateful for that. And then let's talk about the podcast. So we've got a great end to the year, year, end to the year, something like that. We've got a great ending for the year planned. Uh, we've got Dr. Ross Nash coming on. We've got the Implant Ninja coming on. Uh, myself and Meredith are talking about, you know, things that you can do to help build and attract a great team members. I've got Rachel Wall coming in to talk about hygiene, not perio, but building a good hygiene department. I got Brian McGoog talking about oral sedation, which if you're not doing oral sedation, uh, you need to be. And then I'm going to have an episode. It's going to be a rather long episode uh, with my brother. And we're just going to talk about growing up together and, you know, him becoming an oral surgeon, me being a dentist and just life and stuff like that. And then uh, I'm making plans to do a recording with my father. Um, and I'm super excited about that. I'm going to bring Sully in to be the moderator um, and so that we can do a nice episode with him. And then hopefully we'll have that ready by the first of the year. I would love to launch the 2020 with my dad on the podcast. Uh, but so we got lots of plans for the rest of the year. Got great episodes coming up, all good information, uh, some great information, some good information, some things that are probably not so fun to talk about, but yeah, that's part of podcasts. So thanks for listening to me on your drive to work uh, during your workout. Oh, by the way, I've been working out uh, three times a week in the morning at six o'clock. I've been going to the gym in my house. I, I don't know if most of you would call that a workout. You might call my workout your warm up. Uh, but hey, I'm, I'm getting started. I'm trying to get healthy again. I'm trying to get back to my 2012, 13 shape. I was probably in the best shape of my life back then. I had lost a lot of weight, did some running. My knees aren't up for the running now, so I'm trying to do some walking and then more, a little bit more, um, some weights, light weights. I don't know what it's really called. Resistance. I, I don't know. I just do what the hell they tell me to do. So thank you again. Leave us a review. Please do engage with us. Uh, come to the next seminar and make sure you attend the Voices of Dentistry. And you can learn about Voices of Dentistry at VoicesOfDentistry.com, uh, January 24th, 25th, 2020 in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's me signing out until next week. Thank you to each of you. Hey. 
Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.